0: This is the Joe and Amber podcast.
1: I do know
2: Joe Fortenbaugh is on vacation though. So Michael Rothstein filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh tonight. You can find him on social at Mike Rothstein. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. You can also always join the conversation on the call in line. 888 say espn 888 729 three seven seven six a big congratulations goes out to our colleagues holly rowe and mark j spears they are recipients michael of the kurt Gowdy media awards so very cool stuff for them yes very much so very much so the nba all-star weekend is upon us right now you're watching the celebrity game right on your television i don't have a tv in here
3: Watching is uh, no one can see us here on the Zoom. Watching is in air quotes mm-hmm. here. Uh, it is, and ba- calling it basketball is like when I play basketball. Uh, so we're going to use that term very loosely. And it's more like watching the ball being turned over on every possession. So that's really what we've got going on here. Although right, Calvin well, Johnson, the Hall of F- Pro Football Hall of Famer, is playing in the game. So that's exciting.
2: I did think that you were – I was going to make you give me like an X's and O's breakdown of that Celebrity All-Star game. But I, I won't because I don't want to race, waste Roz's time. And Roz Gold <laughs> and Wude joins us here, ESPN's NBA analyst. She is on the coverage for the Jordan Rising Stars game tonight for State Farm Saturday night. Roz, thanks so much for joining us. Before I ask you about All-Star Weekend, I want to get into some of the bigger storylines that we've been discussing here on Joe and Amber. Kevin Durant, obviously, now a Phoenix Sun. What do you make of his fit with that team?
1: You know, it's interesting to talk about... First of all, hi! Hi from All-Star Weekend! Hi from Utah! (laughs) Um, I'm on the court right now. I'm so excited. I hope it's not too loud. Um, but it's funny you asked about Kevin Durant's fit in Phoenix. I was at an, a, an NBA event earlier today where Chris Paul was on a panel, and the, the topic came up, and, um, you know, he said, look, I got Kevin Durant and, and Devin Booker on my team. Like, it's, it's, it doesn't get better and easier than that. So he's excited about the potential of more assists to stack up. Um, I, I think with the Suns, they've been injured almost – from the start of the season. So their record and the way the season was going, some of those losses were just blowouts or uncharacteristic. It wasn't part of the culture that they had built for the last consecutive seasons. Now um, a lot of that had to do with, you know, just a tumultuous start. Even when you think about outside noise, everything that was going on with, you know, team ownership, their team governor, Robert Sarver, and, and all of that. And then finally moving on to a new chapter, they're going to come out of this all-star break with, you know, closure on ownership of the team, a new era chapter for culture of the team, um, a new look for the roster. Like there's a lot of energy pieces that's a part of that. And I recently had a Suns game and they were talking about where they stood because the West is so clogged anyway, even if you aren't at the top, you're not too far away from it. And the, this is a team that's very confident in the winning culture they built. They've felt like a, a championship contender, even if the results weren't showing it. So now you add Kevin Durant, um, you know, and now it's like this is already a confident team. And you add a superstar. I mean, this doesn't feel like you know, hard analysis. Um, you have a team that's unselfish, a team that's low in ego. Um, you got a bunch of guys who can certainly pull up and hit that. All of them like that mid-range jumper. Uh, one thing that isn't, I don't think think—it's talked about enough with Kevin is, you know, he's a, he's a good defender when he's really locked in. And so not only are you adding, a, you know, arguably a, one of the greatest offensive players of all time, you're a- adding someone who will also dig in on the defensive end. And so um, Kevin also loves the game. He's incredibly intelligent. He's versatile. He's someone that can fit. And um, I, I, what I see from him is joy. I see smiling and happiness and fun. And I haven't seen that a lot in, with the toxicity of, of the Mets. I'm excited for this clean slate and for him to just, you know, show us the best version of himself once he's fully healthy.
3: So, all right, you just talked a lot about the Suns. Are they the team to beat now in the West, even though you've got Dallas and you've got Memphis, who have been playing pretty well for months now?
1: Yeah, I mean, Denver? Know, One thing that's interesting about this all-star break, it's not at the halfway point of the season. This team's with like twenty-five games left, you know, twenty-three even some of them. Like, if you had to do your work early in this season, because now if you're too deep in a hole, like it's going to be hard to clean that up. Um, and there's not a lot of time to gel and mesh and put all you know a bunch of new faces together. So teams that ship things up, it takes time, even if there's talent, to make it work. Um, and then not to mention, you know, you've got players coming off of injuries that are still trying to come back and be the best physical version of themselves. So I think for the suns on paper, yeah, no, that's, that's a team to beat in the West. Yes. But that's not how sports and the game of basketball always goes. And I think, um, you know, I really like the Nuggets. A lot of people do. Jokic is phenomenal. They've got shooting. They've been building towards this. They've improved on D like um, that's a team that's been trending up, you know, for years. And as they get more healthy, they, they have shown first of, just how great their potential can be. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I think the biggest conversation point for the contenders is who's healthy. You know, you look at the Bucks. I would have told you, yeah, I think the Bucks can win this thing. But now we're talking about what's up with Giannis. And the only thing that messed them up has been injuries this year. They've dealt with the injury bug as well. So I think the conversation is really who can be the healthiest at the end of the season, have the right momentum, the right chemistry, and sometimes that tr- trumps who has the most talent on paper. Roz Gold Unwude, ESPN's NBA
2: analyst. She is on the coverage of NBA All Star Weekend. You're at the Jordan Rising Stars game that begins right after Joe and Amber. You will see Roz on the sidelines there. Who are you most looking forward to watching tonight in that game?
1: Oh, man. I mean, I had a really nice heart to heart with uh, Jade and Ivy. I've, I've not pers- that's a personal story. I've, I've gotten to know him through his mother since he was a child, like a child. Um, and now, I remember when I was a sideline reporter for the Warriors, Neil Ivy, who was his mom, former WNBA player, head coach of the Notre Dame women's basketball, um, asked me if I could help him meet Stephen Curry. And I was still local sideline reporter for them and we figured it out. We got Steph over there and he met him. And so we just you know, stood on the corner uh, baseline and just had a moment. And he was like, I remember I was just, you know, we were introducing me to NBA players. Like, it's so special to be here, you know, at All-Star um, and participate. And he's got a huge family contingent that's here, including his mom, and they went to lunch. Um, it, 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 those are the stories you're hearing from these young guys. Um, Drew Henderson's here, and he's of the G League Ignite, and I, he's trying to show what he can do. He's very confident. He's worked hard on showing leadership. Um, He he believes in what he can do out here, and he's excited for these bright lights. Um, So there's a lot of nice stories in the young guys and a ton of potential.
2: Tons and tons of potential. That is for sure. Again, that Jordan Rising Stars games begin right after Joe and Amber. You will find that coverage here on ESPN Radio. Roz Goldenwude. Roz, thanks so much for stopping by. No problem. All right, take care, y'all. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, Michael Rothstein filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh. How much will the contract the Eagles gave Carson Wentz impact how they handle the contract that they're probably about to hand Jalen Hurts? This is ESPN Radio. You can also check us out on the ESPN app.
0: Joe and Amber, the podcast.
4: Are you tired of uncomfortable, stuffy clothing when you're on the move? Task Performance is here to revolutionize your active lifestyle. Crafted with their innovative organic cotton and bamboo fabric blend, Task Performance's Carrollton Collection is Task's all-time most popular active wear. Task Carrollton Collection is breathable, moisture-wicking, and provides USPF 50-plus sun protection, keeping you fresh, cool, and comfortable all day long. TASC has harnessed the natural performance qualities of bamboo to deliver amazingly soft and durable apparel produced in an ethical and sustainable manner. Whether you're hitting the gym or on the trail, the golf course, traveling, the office, or just around town, Task Carrollton Collection will help you feel better, move better, and live better. Available in dozens of colors. See what better looks like at TaskPerformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCperformance.com task creating the most comfortable performance apparel on the planet
0: now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom on tequila came in with a smooth assist to hypnotic's tropical fruit finish shaken strained poured it was green and good the Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
4: When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
2: Galen Hertz did not win a Super Bowl, but he got darn close and it certainly wasn't his fault alone anyways I guess he did cough up the ball once but it wasn't really his fault that the Eagles did not win a pretty phenomenal performance from Jalen Hurts in that Super Bowl incredibly phenomenal performance all season long for Jalen Hurts as the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles when he was healthy and so the Eagles are going to end up having to pay Hurts like that's the reality of it that's the reality that happens after you've been in the league for three years they're going to end up handing him an extension there's no fifth year option Option to pick up for a quarterback that was drafted in the second round. So a little bit different than Burrow or Herbert or Tua Tungavaloa or any of the other guys out of that same draft. Now, I would imagine some of those guys are going to get extensions as well. But Jalen Hurts is about to get paid, Michael. And the last time that... Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles paid a quarterback. Uh, it didn't go so well. Uh, Carson Wentz in the summer of 2019 signed a four year, $128 million extension a couple seasons later. Well, they drafted. Jalen Hurts because things were not working out well with Carson Wentz so the question for the Eagles general manager was is the past going to affect how the Eagles do business here with Hurts here's Howie Roseman
5: I think each example is on its own you know and uh, you got to look at um, the individual player and that's not to be critical of anyone we've given a contract to that hasn't worked out to but Um, I think when we talk again about Jalen, we're talking about a guy we have tremendous confidence in, a guy that we wanted him to be here for a long time, and so um, it'll be something that it will be a priority for us.
2: Okay, but you also had tremendous confidence in the guy that was an MVP (laughs) contention in 2017, and that dude was Carson Wentz. Like, let's not pretend like at one point we didn't all have confidence in Carson Wentz.
3: Well, yeah, but the the other thing, too, is – What's Howie Roseman supposed to say there? You know, listen, he had one good year. We need to see more because (laughs) all that's going to do is create needless kerfuffle for you, both with Jalen Hurts and, frankly, your Philadelphia Eagles fan base. Uh, Howie Roseman is too smart for that. He might be the best GM in the NFL. So, of course, he had to say this. That said, if I am Philadelphia... And he seems to really fit in what Nick Sirianni wants to do offensively, although they're going to have a new offensive coordinator because St. Stichin is now the head coach in Indianapolis. I would imagine that you do want to keep Jalen Hurts around. And you do want to sign him. And you want to sign him quickly because you don't want to mess around with the franchise tag. And also you've got guys like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, the p- potential of Lamar Jackson's deal, whatever mm-hmm. that's going to look like. You have these other quarterback deals that are coming up, and if I'm them, I want to get him done now versus waiting a year when it's going to potentially cost you anywhere from, I don't know, eight to 20 million more, probably.
2: And the salary cap keeps going up, right? So these contracts continue to get more expensive and you're right these other guys out of that same draft getting paid maybe not helpful to the situation here for the Philadelphia Eagles because oh by the way Jalen Hurts got them to a Super Bowl you know you'd be looking at Justin Herbert's contract like what has he done in terms of the postseason if I'm Jalen Hurts you've got to pay me you know the 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 stats here are it are both great quarterbacks but one of us has had a lot more success with this team the Eagles are going to have to pay Jalen. I do wonder, though, because you mentioned the Lamar Jackson component of this conversation, and I find it so wildly interesting because I do think with Lamar Jackson, we've never seen this situation. We are talking about all five years exercised on a rookie deal and still no deal in place with a dude who's won an MVP. Like, that's unheard of. This is why we're theorizing that Jalen's about to get paid after three years or Burrow and Herbert. Like, the, these situations don't happen likes to happening in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. But I also wonder from the Ravens' perspective, if they are looking around and they're looking at who's about to get paid and thinking – those guys are either going to help or harm their argument when it comes to Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson is, in fact, and it's impossible to know because he doesn't have an agent, we're not getting many leaks out of Lamar's camp. If Lamar Jackson is, in fact, asking for Deshaun Watson guaranteed money, so he's asking for 230-plus guaranteed, which was unheard of before Deshaun Watson, then it's going to come down to, are those other guys getting anywhere near that? Or does Deshaun Watson look like a complete outlier? I actually think... Burrow, Hurts, Herbert, these guys that are coming up that are probably about to get handed some serious money, if they don't get the guaranteed money over 100 or certainly over 200 I think it actually might hurt Lamar Jackson's bargaining position. Now,
3: without question, because then you can point and say, listen, this was just the Cleveland Browns being the Cleveland Browns, the joke of the NFL like they've been for so long by making stupid decisions like they did to give Deshaun Watson that type of money. Like, that's just the truth of it. If you are Lamar Jackson, you want to see Jalen Hurts and maybe one of Burrow or Herbert get done soon. And -hmm. you want to see them probably sitting in that $200 billion guarantee range because then you can make the argument that you should get at least that. And... That, to me, would be really good if I'm Lamar Jackson. If I'm Lamar Jackson and two of these deals get signed and they're in like 130 to 150 guaranteed, you're not getting up that number like you did. If I'm Jalen Hurts, I want to sign a deal sooner rather than later, though, because I'm probably not going to get as much as Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow, to me, is the guy of all of these guys that should be the one that's the market setter in terms of he's going to be the barometer Deshaun Watson aside,
2: he's the best quarterback. He's in done the most.
3: Be, yeah, because he's done the most. That's the point.
2: Well, I guess arguably he hasn't done the most. I mean, they both made it to a Super Bowl, right? I guess in fairness to Jalen, he got as far as Joe Burrow did the year after Burrow did it. But I think we all think that well, Burrow but, is the better quarterback statistically. Burrow's well, the but, better. I mean, Jalen, given MVP conversation before he got injured this season, but Joe Burrow is a better quarterback.
3: But we've also seen Burrow do it more than one year.
2: That's true, and right. we've only Bur- seen him do it once.
3: Right, Burrow's done it both years. And remember, that first year was rough, and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So he came back, and he took a team that was arguably considered maybe going to be one of the worst in the NFL. I remember last year at the beginning of the season in 2021, people were wondering whether Zach Taylor was going to get through the season, and now he's maybe one of the safest coaches in the NFL, and that's in large part because of that offense, and because of what Joe Burrow did. Now Joe and, Burrow and has he a had no talent around.
2: Right, yeah. and he had no O line while he was doing it. Jalen Hurts right. is is behind the best O line in the NFL, right? You know, wholly protected. I mean, we even saw Burrow uh, lack the consistency in the O line towards the end of the season again because of injuries, and and in the yeah. postseason. So, I, I do agree with you. I think Burrow sets the market out of that group of quarterbacks. I do wonder though, like if you're Lamar. Are you arguing I'm better than Justin Herbert? I should get paid more. I'm better than Jalen Hurts. I should get paid more. I do think Lamar Jackson has an argument there. Obviously, he has an MVP. What's interesting is he hasn't been to a Super Bowl. So if he's comparing himself to Burrow or Hur- or, or uh, Hurts, the conversation gets a little bit murkier. At least with Hurts, they play a more similar style. So when the Ravens go back at him, hey, you're going to get injured because of the way that you play, like that's also a component always of the Lamar Jackson conversation.
3: Well, the other part with the Lamar Jackson conversation, if I'm Lamar Jackson and I'm playing the role of his representative and they come to me and say that, I'll say, hey, which of my wide receivers that you didn't give me is as good as T. Higgins or Jamar Chase or even Tyler Boyd? Which guy? Oh, Oh, that's right. None of them. Which guy is as good as a running back as Joe Mixon? Maybe you can argue J.K. Dobbins, but J.K. Dobbins has been hurt too. So you haven't given me, if I am Lamar Jackson, that level of support other than Mark Andrews. So I, you don't know what Lamar Jackson could do with uh, a pure number with one weapons. receiver. Yeah, uh, just, a, just a pure one, let alone two guys who could be ones.
2: If I'm the Ravens, though, I might be like, these dudes don't want to play with you. Like, these number ones don't want to play with you, right? Because that's one of the rumors out there. That's the dirty thing about negotiations, which is the complicated thing, whether it's true or not. Maybe it was no C problem. But one of the complicated things about Lamar Jackson being his own representative is when those talks get dirty, it could get highly offensive. Joe Ambers, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today.
4: At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com
0: today. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. previously on joe and amber
2: bo is in indianapolis bo thanks for the call what do you have for us tonight
5: always good to listen to you guys by the way you guys are fantastic but you knew that you already knew that i didn't have thanks, to tell bro. you that on valentine's day did not have to tell you that
2: We love the nice and flattering phone calls. We will be opening up the phone lines to you. Triple eight, say ESPN. Joe and Amber's on ESPN radio. Michael Rostin though, filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh tonight, who is on vacation. Find him on social at Mike Rothstein. Find me as well at Amber W Sports. Right now, though, let's play a little Got One.
0: Joe and Amber, Got One.
2: James Steele
5: hello uh, so got one I'm just going to give you a choice of a couple of things and you have to pick one I think it's just pretty... angst
3: and pain yeah
5: <laughs> so first, first off Michael
2: seen earlier uh, yeah. excellent excellent uh, so, excellent little uh, clip that we've that we've isolated from him
5: so Michael uh, angst or pain got one go ahead which I one?
3: mean, I, angst all day long okay. because I grew up in I, I grew up in a very uh, a household on Long Island with uh, two two Jewish parents and some Jewish grandparents, and angst is our name. So angst all day long. <laughs>
5: All right. That was just a trick one. Uh, Oh, okay. I was was, ready. Yeah, that was great. Uh, You you passed the test. So, okay. Now now we'll really get into this. Um, So, we were just talking about uh, Jalen Hurts getting a contract extension uh, in the last segment. Uh, What quarterback are you more comfortable giving a big contract extension? Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson? Uh, Amber.
2: Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has an MVP. Uh, Jalen Hurts had a great season. Uh, I can make an argument, and it, it of course it takes something away from Jalen, so I don't love making this argument. I'm a Jalen Hurts fan, but I can make the argument that, you know, he needed A.J. Brown to do it. He needed the right situation. He needed the right weapons. He needed the best O-line in the NFL. He got all of that. Jalen Hurts had a phenomenal season. It was not a phenomenal season last season. Uh, in he was uh, very bad in the postseason last season when we did see him for a game. So it's been a very short resume for Jalen Hurts. I have a longer resume for Lamar. and although so Jalen was in the talks for MVP this season, Lamar actually has an MVP. I'd be more comfortable paying the guy who's been in the league for five years.
3: Uh, it's Lamar Jackson, and it's without question for me because it's beyond the MVP season. He has taken the Ravens to the playoffs multiple times. He, is, well, he has not shown necessarily that he can win in the playoffs, and that is a concern, Lamar Jackson's the best dual-threat quarterback in the NFL He's shown that. We know he has arm strength. We know he can run. He's been pretty smart and getting smarter in terms of not taking big hits. And listen, he has only thrown over 10 interceptions in one season in his career. And that was in 2021 when he was a Pro Bowler. Other than that, he's been pretty good, pretty careful with the ball. I would go with Lamar Jackson, and I don't even think it's close because he has shown that over and over and over again versus Jalen Hurst just one season
5: yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that Amber said Lamar Jackson. Uh, she was really, like, not sold on Lamar Jackson when we were talking about this it's, in the uh, in the pre-show meeting. So I thought well, this was pr- going to be a little more interesting. That,
2: that's not true. The, the thing is with Lamar is it's not that I'm not sold on paying Lamar. I'm not sold on the price tag Lamar wants. I think that our—and I hear it across our, our platforms here on ESPN. It's a bunch of people— like me, all of us talking heads, and we come on here and we go, pay Lamar, what are you doing? Except for, of course, it ain't our money that we're playing with. And if you really consider maybe potentially what it seems like Lamar Jackson is asking for, then you're having a whole different conversation. So yes, if it's in the realm of just paying these quarterbacks, what these quarterbacks will probably demand at this point in 2023 with the salary cap, I feel comfortable paying Lamar Jackson. Do I feel comfortable paying Lamar Jackson 250 million guaranteed, if that is in fact what he's asking for, to make him the highest paid, most guaranteed player ever in all of NFL history. No, I I don't feel comfortable (laughs) with that for any player. So that's really part of that that analysis.
3: That's fair. I I would not want to pay him that amount of money either, in part because of his injury history. Like that, to me, is the biggest thing. Lamar Jackson, remember, he's been in the league a while, but he's still only 26 years old. Like next year is going to be his 26-year-old year. year. He just turned 26 on January 7th.
2: Yeah. He is. He's he, younger than Burrow. It's it's remarkable.
3: He to me, like that's that's part of this too, right? It's not like you're signing a 28, 29 year old quarterback who relies on his legs and has run for over six hundred yards almost every season he's been in the league. It's not only that, it's he's young too. Like Jalen Hurts is twenty four. It's not like you're talking about a twenty two or twenty three year old guy here, too. They're not that far apart in age.
5: All right, we're gonna move on. I'm just saying Amber, I believe Amber said that she thought Jalen Hurts was a better quarterback. I'll try, I'll try, I'll try. I don't
2: think I said that, but I'll try to make it more interesting. next. Right.
5: Let's see the next one. You just, you just <laughs> both agreed, so I'm a little disappointed. All right. Uh, so, Michael, you're the GM of a team who's a quarterback away from being a contender next season. Both Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr are interested in coming and playing for you. So which guy are you picking to be your quarterback this year? Ooh.
3: See, there's so many caveats to that, James Steele, and that's the problem when you cover the NFL is all of a sudden my mind's going like, well, are you talking about the Jets or are you talking about... like what are, we, what are we talking about here? I'm probably going with Derek Carr, and that might surprise you considering how good Aaron Rodgers has been for so long, but Derek Carr is younger. Your window is probably open a little bit more with Derek Carr, and you know you're going to have Derek Carr for longer, even though he may not be as good as Aaron Rodgers. I don't know exactly what Aaron Rodgers is going to look like at age 40 here. Uh, to me, I want to. See, I would go with the younger guy in Derek Carr, even though Aaron Rodgers is probably still the better player. I don't know if 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers is going to be as good as we have seen maybe Derek Carr, who's still kind of entering his prime.
2: I'm about to blow the mind of James Steele, and I'm not doing this to disagree... With Michael, uh, just for the sake of this segment, because I promised I would, I actually genuinely would choose Aaron Rodgers. And I know that is shocking to James and anybody who's been listening to Joe and Amber, because I am one who tends to not be so kind to Aaron Rodgers. But in terms of who I would want to actually be my quarterback out of those two, if it's a team like, you know, my Miami Dolphins, let's take, for example, I gotta go with the guy who did have back-to-back MVPs here in the last three years and a guy who's won three of them overall, the guy who has won a Super Bowl and has won a Super Bowl MVP, even if we're a decade removed from that. Derek Carr, even though, yes, he spent a lot of his career as an underrated quarterback with the Raiders, he was never Aaron Rodgers, and he ain't ever gonna be Aaron Rodgers. And because of that, I'm gonna go with the dude who's one of the best quarterbacks of his generation, and Aaron Rodgers, even at 38 years old.
5: Right. So, so since it's it's Michael here today, and not uh, you know a, a Travis Kelsey uh, mom hater. Uh, Like Drew Carter uh, on Wednesday. Um, I'm going to ask this question. Travis Kelsey was on Jimmy Fallon last night and announced that he'd be hosting Saturday Night Live soon. So would you rather host Saturday Night Live or play in the celebrity all-star game that we're all kind of watching right now?
3: Oh, I would want to host Saturday Night Live like a hundred times over playing in this celebrity all star game because I think that's where my, my talents lie more. I know my limitations as a basketball player. I'm five I'm a five eleven post player, James Steele. That's not gonna get it done. It didn't get it done trying to make my high school team, it would not get it done in this celebrity all-star game because DK Metcalf and Calvin Johnson are out there and they were bigger. Give me Saturday Night Live. I can be a little bit of a ham. So I would actually love doing that. Saturday Night Live all, all, all day.
2: You're 5'11"? Why did I have you being tall? It, height is so deceiving <laughs> here. I had you like 6'8". Uh, Michael, who knew?
3: I, well, uh, If I was 6'8", we would not be doing this because I'd be playing in the Celebrity All-Star Game, Amber.
2: Or, or the actual All-Star Game, <laughs> or the perhaps. All-Star Game. Uh, Michael Rostein filling in, by the way, for Joe Fortenbaugh here on Joe and Amber. You can find him on social at Mike Rostein. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Joe's on vacation this week. I would rather attend the NBA All-Star Game than attend... Saturday Night Live Uh, I would rather host Saturday Night Live because clearly that's far more in my wheelhouse as somebody who you know talks in front of a microphone for a living and has talked on television cameras as well uh, for a living so I would be a lot more comfortable doing that than picking up a basketball, since that's something I have never done—not just for a living, but you know, kind of in my entire
5: life. I have been informed that Michael is lying and he is not five eleven; he is way shorter. So what? Uh, some, whoa, some, whoa, whoa, whoa! Whoa! Uh, whoa! Who said sor- that? My sources have told me. All right, no, if I mean, I mean, if you're I mean, I'm. 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 I'm five
2: eleven. Then you're like probably a solid 5'8", right?
3: No, I'm way. T- I'm taller than 5'8". I am, I am probably actually 510 and when I went to the doctor for my physical in December they said I was 510 and a half so I've shrunk a half inch Nick Cardi because I know that that was Nick Carty
5: I will not reveal my sources uh, Nick Carty man brutal just brutal. I know
2: behind the curtain here at ESPN Radio so much. Me and Michael Rossi have worked together a ton of times, right? We worked across a bunch of different shows. Uh, And it's so funny because at ESPN Radio, with all of us, and this is true with everybody in Bristol, with Nick and James and everybody as well, so many of us work remotely and we see each other via Zoom all the time. But what you don't know via Zoom is how tall somebody is. People were shocked in Bristol. Nick and James were shocked when they saw uh, that I was tall uh, when I was in Bristol. Still shocked. I mean, and now we're all shocked that Michael's so short.
3: I am not short. I am perfectly average height.
5: Uh,
2: Maybe uh, a
3: little above average. This is this is hurting my soul. I'm have, offended by this. We have
5: hit a nerve here with. Michael oh Ross yeah, yes, guys yes, guys. yes, you have.
2: Ooh, baby, do we have time for yeah, one, one
5: more, more quick one? This is specifically <laughs> for Amber. Uh, you have to do one of these for for a full year. Watch wrestling once a week. Or get together with a bunch of nerds every Friday night to play video games. What are you thinking? Oh,
2: this is awful! This is awful, <laughs> awful decision. I have it is to. There were on Friday nights to play video. Like it has to be a Friday night <laughs> yep, to play it has video to be. games. Yep. And the wrestling could be like just a weekday.
5: Yeah, I mean, there's wrestling on Mondays and. Wednesdays and Fridays, and sometimes on Saturdays, and sometimes on Sundays.
2: Is there drinking involved in playing the video games? I think, I think I'll go there's video always games. drinking involved. All mostly. right, then For fine. I'm anyway. going video games. I'll sit down. I'll fire right. up some NBA jam. What are the kids playing these days? Let's go.
3: <laughs> Michael? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I kind of want to see Amber play Fortnite now. I, I kind of feel like that could be mm. some it little PUBG.
2: violent, right? Fortnite? It, it
3: is, but I mean, it's, you know, video game violence. No, I would play video games. I mean, I do it anyway. In a Madden league with my guy, with our lovely producer slash now talent host, actually, Daniel Dopp. We are in a Madden, we've been in a Madden league together for years, so I would play Madden and get along with my day on a Friday. Might do that after this.
2: (laughs) There you have it. (laughs) Uh, We are taking you up until 9 p.m. Eastern. So although it is Friday night and you are hopefully out there enjoying your Friday night, you are listening to us and because of that maybe you want to tune in and chime in 888-SAY-ESPN that's the way to do it 888-729-3776 bring us your hottest takes anything you want to talk about Michael can give you that dating advice he's very well no I cannot Twitch or Hinge or Bumble or whatever it is the kids are using these days Uh, that's next we open up the phone lines this is ESPN Radio
4: Joe and Amber the podcast
0: we took it all
2: Joe and Amber Michael Rostein filling in for Joe tonight find him on social at Mike Rostein you can find me as well at Amber W Sports we're about to play some collar roulette that's when we ask you to join in on the fun join in on the conversation 888 Say ESPN. that's the number 888-729-3776 let's do it
5: 13 black no winner
0: spin the wheel make a deal it's a game of chance let's play Call a roulette with Joe and Amber.
2: Triple eight, say ESPN. Let's spin that wheel. Kale. Kale is in Ohio. Kale. Thanks for the phone call tonight. What do you have for us?
3: Hey there. I was just, I appreciate you guys taking the call. Um, wanted to call in. Now that we hit the NBA all-star break, uh, With uh, me being a big Cavaliers fan up in Cleveland here, uh, the addition of uh, Donovan Mitchell, he sounds like it's uh, a better fit for him personally being in Cleveland than it was out in Utah. Um, I want to know what you guys' take is being with the top two teams, Boston and Milwaukee out east, how Cleveland kind of fits into that playoff picture, in your opinion, and uh, what that looks like.
2: I know for me with this Cavs team – Michael, and I don't know what your opinion is on it. Like, this is a very good Cavs team. I think it's an impressive Cavs team. I I mean, they really, really have moved on from the LeBron era. They are a young, fun Cavs team. I feel like Mitchell's a huge addition to that team. And I feel like this is a team that actually will be making noise in the East for years. I have a hard time believing that they're ready this season to truly challenge the Bucks and the Cs in terms of an NBA title and an Eastern Conference title. But I, I don't want to take anything away from what the Cavs are doing because I actually do believe in them now. And I hate the Cleveland Cavaliers. So if I'm saying that, <laughs> trust me, trust, Cale, it means something.
3: No, listen, Cale, I, I'm also a believer in the Cavs, not necessarily to get to the Eastern Conference Finals or anything, but I think they're an Eastern Conference semifinal team, and I think they're a team that could put a scare into Boston or Milwaukee, make it go six games or so. They're really good at home, but they're not good on the road, and that's where you're going to run into trouble in the playoffs. And this is also a team that doesn't have a ton of playoff experience yet, I think they're probably a year away, but they're a team that would not shock me if next season, if this core stays the same, maybe add another piece here or there, if they're a team that can get and elevate to where Boston and Milwaukee are. Would I mean, not a, shock me in the slightest.
2: They're a team right now that's getting rid of Kevin Love because they don't even need him, right? And right. It, like, you're not used to getting rid of the guy with the championship experience on your team and you're sitting at fourth in the conference and you are a contender. But that's what the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing because they don't need him. You're also not used to, frankly, in that situation. That guy, the... The vet with the ring wanting to leave when you're already on a contender and going to maybe a non-contender in the process, but that's why they're working out on a buyout there with Kevin Love. The Cavs are in a good situation. The future is bright for that Cleveland Cavaliers team. Joan Ambers presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in this Sunday for the 2023 NBA All-Star Game. That is live from Salt Lake City, Utah. Speaking of Donovan Mitchell, going back to Utah. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations. You get the Rising Stars game tonight on coverage, of course, here on ESPN Raider for all of All-Star weekend. Let's go ahead and spin that wheel. Triple eight, say ESPN. That's how you get in touch with us. Gary is in Connecticut. Gary, thanks for the call tonight. What do you have?
4: Uh, yeah, real quick and then I'll listen. I'll listen to you guys all of time. Great show. First one is um, the NFL, I would like them to address what a touchdown is. They keep—if you hit a pylon, it's a touchdown. You jump over the ball, comes out, as a touchdown. But if a wide receiver catches the ball two feet down, possession, but then he falls down and it comes loose, it's not a touchdown. I think they should readdress that. Number one, number two, is there ever going to be a time where Super Bowl tickets could be come to a, a normal person other than the NFL players on the teams? Getting extra tickets are already millionaires. They don't need free tickets. And number three is if I got this wrong, I apologize, but I believe you were on the fantasy football draft show and it was excellent. If I got the right person, you had multiple shirts you were changing into during the show.
2: Are you talking about me? I was not on that show. I was Uh, not either. And and Michael Rossi was not either. uh, So you did get that a little bit confused, uh, but I very much appreciate the call. As for the NFL rules, I've heard a lot of people complain about a lot of things when it comes to NFL rules, that not necessarily being one of them, calling a touchdown when you go over the pile on and everything else you just mentioned, then obviously the receiver being down before being in the end zone, which is the reference I believe that he's making there. In terms of the Super Bowl tickets, Listen, the Super Bowl is high price game. And it's it's a corporate game. I've never been to a Super Bowl, Michael. I've been, I've been to the Super Bowl parties, uh, but I've, <laughs> I've never been to a Super Bowl. And I've always been told and I don't know, maybe you have. I've always been told that like it's not as fun because it's, corporate. It, it's very corporate. Uh, because who else can afford? Like I was in Arizona for all the Super Bowl parties. I didn't feel like paying $5,000 a pop to watch two teams, neither of which were my team. I mean, that seems pretty outlandish and it's outlandish for most of us out here who can
3: the NFL. Yeah, uh, Super Bowl tickets, much like NBA Finals tickets. Like, I remember I moved to Atlanta. I live in Atlanta, and I moved to Atlanta when the Hawks made a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. You tried to get tickets to that. You were talking about a grand mm-hmm. to get tickets to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, that's just what happens in high level sporting events. It stinks. It stinks for a Joe Q fan, but that's just the unfortunate people, reality of what it is right now.
2: People for the, I mean, cause I've been to Eastern conference finals. I've been to NBA finals. Like I've done that. Like people, I do feel like with those events, yes, it's very, very pricey. Obviously I've been to national championships. I've done that stuff, but for those events, it feels like fans willing to pay a lot of money from what sure. I understand about the Super Bowl like most of the people in those stadiums aren't even the fans.
3: No, it's all it's very it's a very very corporate game. Always has been, always well, I shouldn't say always has been because like Super Bowl 1 wasn't. But like modern Super Bowls have always kind of been that. And in terms of the rules, I mean, listen, the NFL's been trying to figure out what a catch is for years. Uh, that has not changed. Hopefully one day they figure
2: it out. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I wouldn't hold uh, your breath. I don't think that the ticket thing for the super bowl is a big problem for the nfl so it doesn't seem like something they're going to address let's be real we're all tuning in they're getting the television money anyways the ratings are through the roof that's where all the real money comes from
0: this has been the joe and amber podcast you can listen to joe and amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m eastern plus you can listen on the espn app sirius xm channel 80 or on your smart speaker joe and amber the
4: podcast